The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. So we won't quite stay with the theme of farming, but we will stay with the theme of those who are authors. And speaking to us now will be Dr. Maud Mtembu. She's a social, who is rather a social work lecturer at UKZN School of Applied Human Sciences. And she's recently led a team that wrote an Isizulu children's book. It's about COVID-19. And my journey during COVID-19. She joins us on the line. Dr. Mtembu, good morning. Uh, good morning. How are you? Thank I'm you well, for having me. I'm well, thank you. One of the things that I really appreciate about people who are writing during this period is that um, in many ways, it's also recording the, the moment, you know, for the historical record that generations after us who may or may not face their own pandemics will understand what it was like to actually be in this moment. Definitely, definitely. And I think I want to spell out that um, the motivation for the book actually came from a real life experiences of children, uh, in particularly just one family uh, where uh, the caregiver who was a grandmother passed away, leaving behind three orphans. So, and I felt maybe it's really time that we, we document uh, some of these experiences. Mm-hmm. And I know most of the time as academics, we write for <clears throat> scientific communities. But I, I thought it's also time for us to bring uh, children's voices to life and to allow children to tell their stories and to share what they go through. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so the story really encompasses and different life experiences of children, but being told by Imu, a, a ten-year-old child. It's 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 a, an important ish, thing that you're doing because we will often talk about children without speaking directly to them about how they are affected by the issues that are taking place around them. It, it definitely, and I think sometimes it's because of the trauma and the difficulty of the topic itself and the sensitivity mm. of the topic and, and and sometimes families and communities are also trying to make sense of what is happening around them and unfortunately some families or as communities we believe that uh, maybe if we don't explain everything to children then it, we are protecting them uh, whereas really sometimes we left children to wonder what happened, uh, why things are happening the way they are, mm-hmm. uh, why they are not seeing their loved ones, are they safe? And and, and again, there are ha- things happening in the community. For example, some of the children experience stigma just because their family member uh, was infected uh, with COVID. So we, they, they are experiencing certain things in communities, but it's hard to put these experiences and words and for children to talk openly mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. such issues. But again, we also notice that sometimes children find it a little bit difficult to put their uh, uh, their emotions or what they are feeling into words, uh, you know, just to explain things mm-hmm. verbally like adults do. So you need to find a way that somehow t- helps a child to reflect a bit or, or, or to communicate certain things. Uh, so you, you do need to, to be quite sensitive when you 
uh, want the child or you want to take that child through the journey of sharing uh, a deep seated things. Because when you ask them, how are you doing? They say, I'm fine. And, and, and if you mm-hmm. end there, then you're not going to get the gist of it. So how did you go about then, you know, tracking the lives of these three youngsters who are really facing a, a significant moment in their lives because they've lost almost the, the, the guardian that was taking care of them and um, the possibility of what life will look like after their grandmother. I imagine it was simply very hard to, to be able to reckon with. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, for, for, for me, um, I before being part of the academic community, I was mm. a social worker for 10 years. Mm. And my, my speciality, even now as an academic, is child protection. So I've done quite a lot of research um, around children and how they cope with things. And, 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 and for me, I always think that people that are that work directly with communities, with families, sometimes are the best source of knowledge, and in, including, obviously, children themselves. And I brought the team together, practitioners, people who, are, who have never written a book before. <laughs> <laughs> I called them together and I said, guys, I, I know what I want us to do. Mm. Let's try and do this and be as genuine as we can and really bring in our experience, our direct experiences of working with children and of working with families and of cases that we, you, you guys have seen maybe a week before. Let's bring these stories and find a way to make these experiences live and real so that when a child, when a child reads the book, they can see their life stories, even if it's not through it all, through mm. the whole story, but in some parts of the story, they can say, wow, I can identify with this. That is why in the book you will see that the child talks about not being able to spend time with, with her friends because of lockdown. Most children have experienced that. Suddenly they can't visit uh, their friends, they can't go to school. Almost all of them have experienced that. Then there is another part of the book where they talk about the loss no, not the loss, uh, having a family member uh, who is sick or who is diagnosed. Some of the children have experienced that. Then there is another part of the story where the, 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 grand, the, the, the caregiver is hospitalized and they cannot visit the, the granny in, in hospital mm-hmm. uh, because mm-hmm. of uh, the regulations associated with COVID-19. Some children have experienced that too. And, and then towards the end, they lost the loss uh, or the death of the caregiver. Some children have experienced that too. And then in the end, someone else come over to take care of the family and to comfort the family. Obviously, in some families that happens. So it's the little stories and experiences that we have gathered around and we said, mm-hmm. how can we put them in one story that Simu can tell vividly so that at least a child can pick something from the book, if not all of it, but some part of it. So the book really is a labor of love mm-hmm. and is a labor of uh, people who are passionate about children and who have worked with children for years. Dr. Mtembu, we're going to continue our conversation after this quick break. The Talking Point with Kathy Motlatana, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. 
for rounding off your Friday morning, getting ready to hand you over to the update at noon with Sakina Kamwendo. Before we do that, though, we continue our conversation looking at the book that has been penned by Dr. Maud Mtembo. And it's uh, mainly for children. It's a book written in Isizulu, Uhambo Luami Nyesikati. And it focuses on the journey of COVID-19 through the eyes of a, a youngster, Ndimu, who uh, had recently lost her grandmother. Dr. Mtempo, let's talk about some of the, the key themes of this book that uh, that make it so important. Um, I, I think for me, the first thing was, let's have a book that is very child-friendly and that talks about all these different experiences in a in 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 a in a way that is sensitive in a way that doesn't live you know doesn't cause further harm to a child mm-hmm. and because the the story is told by Nsimu herself so she is using her own way of understanding um, what is happening around her. So she is the one actually telling the story and, and talking about one, um, uh, the, the, the isolation, so to speak, of not being able to see her friends. Mm-hmm. Number two, um, uh, the experience of being cared for by the grandmother and the type of care she is receiving. She's quite happy with her siblings to, spend, to, to be raised by her grandmother. And, 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 and the, the pain of of, of, of having her grandmother, um, you know, getting infected with COVID-19 and actually being sick. So main themes really are around COVID-19, that experience, as well as the loss. Uh, there is a section in the book when you can actually, or a child reading the book, can write a letter to uh, 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 that is addressed to any member of the family that passed away, whether as a result of covid or, or you know something else and the child mm-hmm. can share exactly how he or she feels in her own language in her own way and 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 that letter can be shared you know that letter can be shared with either a caregiver or anyone else who is uh, who is talking to a child so for me that was important that the issue of loss but being told uh, in a sensitive way it really comes through because most of our children mm-hmm. have experienced some form of loss um, within the family and to, for us to open up space for children to express those experiences and to express those emotions because sometimes we think children are coping well uh, whereas they really have that pain but it's just that they are unable to openly share what they are feeling and sometimes they are they think they are trying to protect us they don't want us to feel bad that they are feeling sad mm, um, mm, so, mm. but it, it, the book open up those opportunities uh, uh, for children to begin to tell their story in a safe environment and for a caregiver or anyone that is working with the child to really follow up and ask gently and and listen to a child mm. uh, because definitely by the end of reading that book the child would share something because there is a lot and also it made it in such a way that the child can really be engaged with the story the child can color uh, there are sections which are not talent because we wanted the child to make it his or her own book and her own story. So while coloring 
the room or coloring the grandmother or coloring any other sections of the book, mm. the child can really be engaged with the story. And hopefully through that, the child will begin to say something, will begin to ex- reflect about something, and it will trigger something even in their own way of thinking and of dealing with things to shape. This book sounds like a great foundation to get conversations going. Definitely, you hit it on the nail. Mm. Definitely. Definitely. And and just on the issue of children often been see, being seen as being you know quite resilient and not having that much time or attention a page to their own process of grieving of mourning. What did you find was most revealing when working in particular with these uh, three youngsters that had lost their grandmother? Uh, uh, children are quite resilient. Mm. Uh, resilient and they have age, a sense of agency um, and, and children do tend to cope well if the environment is supportive uh, I always say there are a few things that make children at least cope better with pain and trauma and one of them is when they feel they are supported and, and they are cared for by anyone around them or even in their communities children need that Number two, they do need a safe space to to share if things are not going well, or if they are, you know, where they can get validation, where they can feel I can talk to uh, my teacher, I can talk to my grandmother, I can I can share this, uh, I can share this without um, uh, feeling self-conscious about the way I'm feeling. So. Children do need that. Resilience doesn't just happen automatically. Mm. You don't just wake up and leave things as they are and you you pretend and you, you imagine that the child will be fine. Unfortunately, that is a lie. And Ooh, fact, yeah. You, you can finish, you, you, can, you can finish, Dr. Mtembo? I'm saying if you see a child playing around and you're saying, oh, no, 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 this child is fine. He, he or she is coping well. But you don't know what the child is feeling when she is getting ready to sleep or when he is alone. Or maybe he finds or she finds a, a certain space during the day to think about what he or she is going through. So unless there is that supportive environment that allows a child to be a little bit vulnerable and share what he or she is feeling, then you will think, no, this child is fine, whereas actually... The trauma is there. You'll only find it later in life, coming up. Who needs to buy this book, Dr. Mtembo? Um, parents, caregivers. <laughs> uh, 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 I would think also even in school, I disputed uh, the book to a few schools, and they love the book, mm. and they find it very helpful to get children, even those who haven't lost anyone, to have that empathy for one another. We need to develop that as communities in South Africa to have children that can empathize with each other and the children who are sensitive to uh, 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 the needs of other children. We, we, we need that, that they can understand that, oh, my friend has lost someone and I know it's hard to deal with loss, mm. but I'm here, my friend. Even mm. a six-year-old, a seven-year-old appreciate that for, from another child. So. It's really a good book for for families, and I always encourage that children should just have a copy so that they can own the book 
and do whatever they want with the book. Dr. Maud Mtembu, we wish you all of the best with that book. She's a social work lecturer at UKZN School of Applied Human Sciences. It's just gone midday. Uh, this is where we wrap it up for the week as the talking point. I'm handing you over to Sakina Kamwendo on the update at noon.